0: Seizure, 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 seizure. The first thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting, to wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. Hello, how you doing? It's Micah B-Side here for another episode of B-Side Diaries. I'm Micah, your host electrostatic meat sack and human Pincushion. I am still in the hospital you <laughs> We went into the hospital on the 25th to begin this phase two sleep studies what they call it and it began of course as, as I'd mentioned with the stereo EEG implant surgery on the 25th and that's where they of course put me under connected me to a robot and drilled holes into my skull 13 holes altogether, 10 on the right side 3 on the left side and from there they inserted depth electrodes into deep inside my brain to capture those what they call scalp negative seizures that don't show up when you just have the electrodes on the surface of your scalp so that's that's what we've been doing this week and you know always hopeful that it would have been a a fast turnaround took me off of my medications um, and the half-life of the longer medications that last longer in the system uh, supposedly should have been out of my system a couple of days ago completely but well, I, I, that doesn't seem to matter at the moment because I haven't seized yet, haven't had a, had a strong enough seizure or seizures to be able to um, produce the data that they need to find out where the exact origin of these deep brain seizures are coming from. Could be more than one origin, we don't know. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. I found out. You know, of course, it's always really, really frustrating. Anybody who's gone through a sleep study knows this. Uh, if you're not seizing, you, you start to feel like you're doing something wrong, or you feel like maybe I was, maybe this wasn't true. Maybe I don't have this kind of seizures. What's happening? Um, and you start to feel like shit. To be honest with you, it's 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 almost like gaslighting, and it's not. It's just the way it is. And I I know that the you know the. The neurosurgeons, the doctors, they're not intentionally trying to make you feel like shit. Um, they're just doing the best that they can with what they know how to do to try and induce these things. So what do you do? What, did, what, have, what have we done this past week that um, would help maybe uh, trigger some events that might be able to show up on the EEG machines? Done things like hyperventilation exercises, uh, optic stimulation uh, with lights, photo photosynthesis photostimulation is photic synths, fuck let me try that again. Photic stimulation um, exercises as well. I've had like four of those so far and of various intensity as well. Um, none, of, none of them have really worked. A couple of times I got kind of close, especially with the, the photic stimulation. There were a couple of times where I could almost feel it happening, but it never quite broke through to that situation. Um, and it starts to make you wonder, you know, last time I was in a sleep study and went off the meds, uh, within five days and the, and the, the meds finally got out of my system, I dropped, I had some, some big seizure activity that registered on the EEG machines. So, um, you almost half expect this to happen again. And so it's really, um, it's, it's real fucking bummer that it hasn't yet. And so I, I try not to kick myself, and the team is really cool. They're, they're reminding me it's nothing that I it's not that I'm doing anything wrong. It's just the situation, um, and I needed this. I needed a little bit of, of of comparison, you know, because you don't want to be just solo in the vacuum, saying, "Okay, this isn't working." Let's find out what other people have gone through, and. Uh, some of the some of the nurses and the staff here that have been helping me out crazy cool staff by the way uh, they mentioned that uh, recent recent phase two uh, patient came in for the same invasive surgical type of sleep study that I'm doing right now and they went three weeks without a seizure three weeks stuck to a machine more or less stuck in a bed can't get out of the bed without help I can't go I can't go to the bathroom. Uh, without somebody in here to spot me just in case something did happen and I fell down. Because these electrodes are inside my skull, the risk factor should something happen or, or they come unplugged or I take a fall is much, much more serious than if it were just the surface electrodes pasted or glued onto the top of my scalp. So... Um, I understand where they're coming from. I understand they want to be, be as safe as possible for our well-being, us patients, but I can't, you know, But but that doesn't change the fact that it's frustrating as hell and it's a little bit demoralizing to a degree. Really, really awkward having to go to the bathroom with one or two, two nurses that you barely know um, hold holding watch over you or having to ring a buzzer for the nurse if there's anything you need. If, if you know, the glass of water is out of your reach or if, you know, or, or they're busy as hell and you, you need a hand and they can't get there for half an hour. Uh, it's things like this that as much as they're trying to help you out, it takes away from your independence and yourself um, y- your, your freedom. You know, Uh, but at the same time, I understand why they have to do what they have to do. But that doesn't change the fact of how that can make you feel as a patient. Uh, So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to rationalize my feelings away and try and try and make light of, you know, or try and pretend that that I'm feeling a way that I'm not. Uh, But at the same time, I just want to kind of mention that it's nothing against the people who are trying to help me out. So by and large, for the most part, the uh, folk here are really understanding and they're really helpful and they care. And and I'm blessed, I'm really blessed to have the care team here uh, at UC Health in Denver that I have right now. Uh, I'm really, really blessed. So um, yeah, no, no significant seizure activity that would yield to any kind of data right now. And that, that's definitely the bad news and it's frustrating. And it means I have to be here for a few more days. I've been here for a week and a half. So that's the downside to it. Uh, and the lack of freedom, the going stir crazy, the being stuck in bed, um, just getting really creative with with exercises just so they keep the blood moving, you know? Um, God, I want to get up and I want to walk. I want to walk. I want to go outside for a little while. It'd be so awesome. I don't even know what the outside of this room looks like. I have I don't know what the hall looks like out there. They took me in here as I was still under anesthesia. So I was... I was high as a fucking kite when i came in here uh, right after the surgery so i have no idea what it looks like outside of this door it is i it's almost like it's almost like a scene from the twilight zone or some weird weird deleted cut some outtake from like one of the matrix movies or something Uh, it's crazy so the diodes are in my head in my skull and they wrapped gauze and and bandages uh, over my head to, to protect it from any kind of infection or, or outside injury and stuff. And so it looks like I've got this big onion on top of my head. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Uh, and it makes it fairly awkward to move around. Also, a couple of the probes that they drilled in, they had to go through my jaw muscles, the main jaw muscles, right there where the jaw bones and the cheekbones come up and meet with the uh, with your temples. Yeah, I have two probes going into my skull from there, so it's it makes makes chewing and, and taking bites uh, really challenging, to say the least. Really challenging. One other thing I've done um, in order to hopefully help bring about more seizures is I've gone off the mad the modified Atkins diet, and I'm actually been eating breads, uh, processed carbs. I've been eating more fruit and and sugars. And uh, I've even had a few desserts. I've got to be honest. I've kind of, kind of went off the deep end a couple of nights as well on that. You know, ordering chocolate cake and and being able to eat a burrito again because you know I hadn't I hadn't been able to eat beans or tortillas or anything like that. Having hash browns with my eggs in the morning, man, that tastes good. So hopefully this is going to get my body back into burning the glucose instead of the ketones, um, which is also in the brain too. So the brain's using the glucose instead of the ketones, and what that and what that does because I guess ketosis burning ketones. Uh, your body for most epileptics, uh, if you're not burning glucose and you're burning ketones, uh, your seizure activity can be reduced by upwards of 50% or more. A lot of people swear by keto diets and modified Atkins diets or low glycemic diets. And there's pluses and minuses to it. Um, I, I'm not going to go too far into that. That's, that's something for another episode but suffice it to say, I basically threw my diet out the window because I got nothing to lose. It's like, let's bring this shit on, you know, bring this shit on. Drinking more coffee uh, and other caffeinated beverages. I had been limiting myself to one cup of caffeine a day before I came in here. And now I'm ordering up a pot. Tonight I had some visitors come in and, and I asked them to come down. They bought me a couple of extra lattes from the Daz Bog downstairs. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm throwing that dietary shit right out the window, man. Uh, speaking of tonight too, I had some great visitors. I, I've been blessed. I've had some, some beautiful people in my life stop by and, and, and spend some time and keep me company. And it's been wonderful. One of my best friends, uh, guy I met in Loveland when I moved up and uh, I was working at the Loveland sculpture works, wax chasing and wax pouring and and stuff like that and he worked there and I met him and a few other people but he and I became fast friends and we've, we've been tight ever since. He came in and spent the evening with me, brought over some sushi, uh, my other friend brought over some donuts, some cream filled donuts and uh, they, they, they both brought me lattes uh, and we just had a great time, great time. He also sent me some youtube video links for some uh seizure inducing type psychedelic graphics and and gifs and and videos uh and so I'm um, i've been watching those a little bit and it feels like it's getting me a little bit closer to that breakthrough period to be able to get some seizures so i'm hoping that continues to work and uh, get better as we go there ah what a great night tonight by the way um it's it's about one thirty or so, and I am on um, sleep deprivation night. So about every other night, I can't go to sleep during the day, and I have to stay up until two a.m. And they only let me sleep from two a.m. to six a.m. before they come in and wake me up again. Again, the sleep deprivation is going to supposed to be one of these things that's going to help uh, make it easier for the triggers uh, for the seizures to uh, actually trigger, so we can get the data. Now, although we haven't gotten. Um, big seizures or anything yet there's no breakthroughs yet i did hear they did let me know early on that went after they got that in there and got me onto the machine they've been picking up um spikes spike waves small spikes and and a little bit of um a little bit of noise you know in the eeg that uh is indicative of i don't know if you could call it pre-seizure um, waves activity, things like that, but it lets you know that that's that they know that they're in the in the general right area as far as this is probably where these things are coming from. Still haven't still haven't again gotten enough data to really nail down the area which hippocampus it is. Is it the amygdala? I can't pronounce that. Is it the insula? Who knows? Um, but they are picking up the waves that. The, the sound waves, the noise, the distortion in there, that uh, is indicative of, of that kind of seizure activity. It's just not strong enough of a short circuit, I guess you could say, that it would actually manifest into an outwardly or physiological um, shock wave, an, an actual physiological seizure. So uh, but, it, but it's hopeful that there's those little signs out there that they, they tell me that's a good thing. Uh, as, as to why it's not happening yet, there could be various reasons. And my friends and I have talked about this before. Sometimes going into a hospital, it's almost counterintuitive because it's such a controlled environment and you are sheltered from the outside world variables that can often often stress the mind to the point of, of seizure activity. Because you're not in that outside world right now, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, like the previous patient who went three weeks without having a seizure and then left. Uh, I, don't want the, I know another friend of mine um, who went for a, uh, phase two, five weeks in in the hospital, no seizure activity, and then on his way to the car after he got discharged, he had a seizure in the parking lot. Um, got a visit from an old friend of mine, a dear, dear old friend from the Durango days. Uh, And her son has epilepsy. He came in. He went through a full day of testing um, in-house, you know, the sleep deprivation and the the seizure-inducing exercises. I, I think it was like three or four hours worth, if I remember right. Uh, Nothing happened, and then when he was all done and he left the appointment, he went into the bathroom to wash his hands and he had an absence seizure right then. This happens a lot. Some people get seizures right before they go into the test and then they won't seize during the test. Uh, This is one of the difficult things I think that, that anybody with epilepsy has to deal with. It's uh, a lot more research needs to be put into uh, the possible cyclical nature of seizures. Um, I, I know a lot of people do have definite cycles. And uh, the, yeah, the, it would be glorious if we could figure out a more efficient, cost-effective, and less intrusive way to uh, figure these things out, you know? it. it because I feel like shit, honestly. I would love to have had enough seizure activity to be out of here by now and back home, but I'm not. I might be in here for another week or two. Who knows? Um, maybe even three weeks. You know, they they said they wouldn't keep me over a month, um, just because mainly because of the uh, the risk of infection after that amount of time uh, is too great. So, right now, again, week and a half, and let's see what happens. One of the things I talked with my neurosurgeon and then a couple of other neurologists a couple days later mentioned the same thing. This is something I hadn't heard of before, uh, but he, was pre- he, was, he told me that this actually happens more, more often than a lot of people realize, is where when they insert these depth electrodes, sometimes they actually get close to or on top of the area of of seizure origin. And it almost acts like a bridge in a broken circuit. And that electrode will uh, stop the seizures from happening if it's close enough or on those areas of origin of the seizures. Uh, it's almost like almost like wave cancellation, I guess. Um, I'm thinking of like a short circuit and and completing the bridge so the electricity can flow normally instead of short circuiting out and causing a seizure. Uh, So sometimes the brain, if that's the case, sometimes the brain uh, temporarily stops the seizure activity and then after a couple of days or maybe a week or two or, or what have you, it'll start back up. Sometimes, it doesn't start back up until you remove or move the electrodes. So there's still a possibility if if this continues through the week, i can't I can't um, exclude the possibility of actually having to go in and have them move the depth electrodes in or out, or even remove them completely and drill new holes. That's another thing, uh, another possibility that I, that I'm preparing my mind for. Ah, oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, so that's what's happened, and hope I, I just I just hope I, I I seize. I don't want this this whole drilling in my head thing to be for nothing. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, and I'm I'm going to be positive positive about it, and say that regardless of what the outcome is here, there's going to be some information that we can take away and utilize in my future treatment and guiding of where I want to go with this. So. Um, I feel good being off the meds. I don't feel nauseous. My appetite is coming back. I don't feel completely fatigued. I don't have to crash in the afternoon anymore. Uh, on these meds, I couldn't make it past twelve, one o'clock, that mid part of the day, and and I would just feel a hit, and I would have to go down no matter what. So the, the that kind of fatigue and that kind of fog that the uh, medicines have been have been giving me as side effects uh, throughout this whole three year journey, it's not there right now. So if anything, maybe this is a blessing uh, in that it's a temporary reprieve from having to be on those shitty fucking seizure drugs. Um, and, and being able to break the diet a little bit and have a fucking donut once in a while, that's kind of cool, right? And, and I do want to say, um, you know what, don't the drugs aren't evil, evil, evil in and of themselves. There are people who benefit from them tremendously, and there's people who wouldn't be able to, uh, regain uh, a normal life or, or an active life or a productive life without the seizure medication. So it's not, it's not bad. And it's not evil in and of itself. Some people just don't respond uh, properly to these things. And I happen to be one of those guys. So but yeah, like I said, you know, it's nice not to be on the meds and having to fight through uh, the side effects that they give you on a regular daily basis. So that's another positive side to it. Anyway, uh, like I said, I'm on day 11 here, and I'm just gonna keep plugging forward. The nursing staff, the uh, change guards, the assistants, um, they've all been incredible, and and they've helped me keep my uh, mental fortitude, keep a positive attitude throughout this. So I'm really grateful for the team that's here to help me out through this. I'm really, really grateful for the uh, tremendous amount of support and love that I get from some incredible friends and and family members. Um, I'm grateful for everybody out there for, for being there for me through this. And I'm gonna do whatever I can to pay that forward and to get through this with with my head held high and, and a stronger, clearer vision of where I'm gonna go tomorrow. Both with this, my treatment, my condition, but with my life in general. So thank you. Thank you all. I'm going to keep going on this. I'm going to stay as positive as possible. And uh, yeah, cross your fingers for me, all right? Pray to whatever upper higher power or universe or, or serendipity, synchronicity, whatever you want to call it. Just throw out a few positive vibes and prayers for me out there and and hopefully we get some answers. I have a few seizures, and we can narrow down this this stuff to figure out where we're gonna go next. So um, uh, my goal now is to hopefully have a seizure or three by the end of the week and uh, be able to be home by uh, next weekend. That's my goal. So yeah, that's where we are, and that's where I'm hopefully headed. You guys take care of yourselves. Thanks for letting me bend your ear a little bit. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Meantime, drive fast, take chances. And don't forget to Unexpect the Expected. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're into to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Micah Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, is used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected, and it's all in your head mash on gas. Cause I'll be crashing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny motherfucker off a bucket of slim fast.